Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I'm excited about him. I'm excited about his future. Uh, he's already showed, you know, everybody what he can do returning the football. Um, you know, it was unfortunate that he got hurt returning the football in preseason. Otherwise, we probably could have uh, brought him along faster. But uh, he's studying hard. He's a, he's a pro in the way he goes about his business, and he certainly has the athletic ability to be a great player. So, uh, looking forward to you know giving him more opportunities and and really letting him show the kind of player that he is to everybody that's watching. And welcome into Purple Access, Judd Zolgad, Chip Scoggins from the Star Tribune, executive producer Declan Goff. That was Kirk Cousins talking about Kane Nuwangu who obviously has done a very good job returning kicks, two for touchdowns this season. Uh, Purple Access brought to you by our friends at Surly Brewing and also by TCL TV. Enjoy more with a TCL, a great experience, especially if you're watching sports. All right, Chipper, let's get right to it. Um, Vikings go to San Francisco, come out with a disappointing loss. It seems to be a week-to-week, like, ebb and flow of emotions and thoughts about this team. Uh, But to me, that was one, a game that they could have won. I think that you you can make a pretty coherent case, should have won, Uh, certainly had the opportunities. And um, it's sort of, I think, um, summarized in some ways, Chip, the flaws of this team and the flaws of the coaching and where it still feels like it's going sideways at times when it probably shouldn't be. Yeah, it was, um, it was a weird game for cousins in in a, in a game that we haven't seen of late from him. And I, Judd, I just don't think he looked, I think after he threw that interception where he just didn't see the guy, I I think that's the only way you can say it, it looked like it rattled him. And we saw him one hop the throw to JJ in the end zone. We saw him off the mark with his passes on probably what five, six throws that he normally makes. Um, obviously the, you know, the blooper reel lineup on there, but you know, that was chaotic from, the, from the, everything about that play was chaotic. He's trying to get guys lined up. So it just felt like um, he got rattled it felt like Zim and maybe some players became uh, preoccupied with the officiating. Um, and then obviously when you have to start your entire second string defensive line, 
it's going to, I don't care who you're playing. It's going to be hard. Um, and you saw the way they ran the ball and, you know, they allowed Garoppolo just, you know, he, he I don't think he's that good, you know? And um, so it just felt like a weird game to me. It felt like, um, I don't know. It just felt like uh, we haven't seen that cousins play like that in a while. It felt like the type of game, Chip, where a road team that is good goes in and wins, and it's ugly. There's no style points. Yeah. Um, it's not a clean win, but it's a win, and, and you leave and go home and basically don't discuss it again. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you just won. Um, and, and, yeah, let's talk about Kirk first because I yeah. think you're right. I think that pick, because in the first half, he was good. And yeah. I think that pick threw him off badly. And here's my problem with that. Um, the Vikings have, have rightfully so relied in the games, in the Chargers game and the Packers game, rightfully so relied on Kirk and the passing game because it's good. But what you have to factor in, and this goes from, from Zimmer to Kubiak and Janoko to Kirk is, okay, if we're going to do this, there's going to be some bad picks. Like they're, they're just going to, if the ball's in the air, as much as the ball is going to potentially be in the air, there's going to be some bad picks. And you're going to say, wow, that was a bad pick. The question is, can everybody just move on and be like, okay, we'll get them next time. And it felt like, and I I think we talked about that uh, last week as well. And it felt like the answer to that question was no. And that's a real problem in a league where mistakes are a huge part of the game and lots of times a big part in what become wins. Yeah, and you know what the weird thing about that one was, Judd? That wasn't like, well, in the context of what we were talking about, it's like take chances, take risks, throw the ball down the field if he's covered. That wasn't that play. That was basically, that was just a, I don't know if it was a check down, but it was a short throw, and so it wasn't like a high-risk play. He just didn't see the guy. But it, it, it you know, and I, I doubt Cousins would agree with the premise, but it just didn't seem like he was right after that. And no, I agree completely. You're right. And so I don't know. Um, you know, it is interesting. We should bring up uh, Mark Craig from my paper. I had a one-on-one with Cousins last week before the game, and, and his quotes were, you know, it just seemed like a guy who thinks about everything and just can't let stuff roll off his back. So I, when you read his quotes and how he's, you know, interprets things and, and internalizes everything and, he wants to be a pleaser um, to Zim and the coaching staff and do what they're saying. I don't know that he has it in him to just kind of like wash things off if if it's a bad pick, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, he, I'm sure he, he, he's capable sometimes, but like this game, it just felt like he uh, it just kind of threw him off his game. It's the same thing that doesn't allow Kirk to take control at times and say, "Screw it, here's yeah. what we're going to run." Um, yeah, and, and that's the thing is, and and Mark's story did a really good job of painting this. The thing with Kirk is not physical. Like, there's nothing. No, uh, no. He's got the he's got the talent. The thing with Kirk is mental, and how much can he process and do? And that's because because that pick was a bad pick. But okay, so what, dude? It's not like yeah. it's not like you've had four consecutive bad games and and it's like, oh my God, here we go again. 
that that pick, uh, good or bad, was inevitable. Like he was going to throw that. Mm -hmm. And at some point in time, the question then became, and I was very curious to see this, how do you respond? And and you're right. His response was, oh, my God, that was awful. I can't allow that. And I don't know if the coaching staff comes up to Kirk and says, forget about it. Don't worry about it. It certainly doesn't seem like they do. But that's the whole thing of, like, can you take that next step, which is this team is built, like it or not, on offense. It is built largely on on the fact that they can pass the ball now pretty damn well, uh, but that is walking a tightrope at times. And when you fall, can you get right back up? We talked about it, and we said we're curious to see, and it felt like the answer was no. And unfortunately, Chipper, I think that very much cost you a win because that was not a – like that game late felt bad, but yeah, it was still – It was there for taking. To yeah. come back and at least tie it, right? Yeah, it was, it was there for the taking. It. It, yeah, and you you look at – why I say I, I felt like it affected him, that was a two-point conversion thrown to, to Jefferson, right? That he skipped. That he, that he skipped. I mean, that one just like he's rolling out. It didn't seem – we've seen him make that pass a lot, right? And he basically just threw it right in the dirt. I, know. I mean, it was, it was, it was bizarre. Like that to me, that it looked like he felt the pressure of the moment. Like, like he is overthinking it and held on to it too long, and and just wasn't cutting it loose like we've seen him do in the, in the previous two games. Um, and so, yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I was, I would hope the coaching staff say, hey, you know what? Move on. It happened. Bad throw. You didn't see him. Whatever. Uh, don't let it affect you. But we'll it, figure it out. But it's easier said than done, Jeff. I mean, it's, oh, absolutely. It's a person's personality, right? And right. so, um, and so, yeah. I mean, it is. You know, with everything that went on there, I mean, it, the game was there, still there, but um, it just, you know, and, and I know Zim was mad at the, the officiating, but I mean, to me, and we we can talk about the fishing all day long. And, but it, to me, I, that stuff evens out and they didn't play well enough to get that benefit of the doubt to talk about the fishing. When you, if you played perfect and you feel like that, great, but I, they just made far too many mistakes for me to say, okay, let's talk about the officiating. Yeah. And, and it's also important to note that in the Packers game, Packer fans are the exact, same thing about their team yeah. and and they didn't get the calls and so and plus i am big on i do not just as, as a fan of football i do not want to see holding enforced every no. day so no. so like like what mike in mike's perfect world that to me is an awful game it's like every yeah. time the guy a guy gets his hands out and and there are crews that will throw those flags yeah. i actually applaud i applauded the fact that for the most part, they, they pulled themselves back enough to not throw a flag because that game could have dragged out. Yeah. And that was not an attractive game to start with. Can you imagine uh, if if we throw in, say, um, 12, more. <laughs> 12 more flags on both sides? No, thank you. Well, and, and Ben Gessling from my paper looked up the stats. And so I think it, it I think this is right, that the Vikings are number six in the NFL in holding calls against them. But they also, I think they're, they draw the fifth most holding calls. So it's, it's basically evened out a little bit. And, and that's, and go. that's partly, and that's partly because of, uh, 
I think because they're good pass rushers. So you're going to, if you have, you know, if you have a good pass rush, you're going to draw more penalties, but mm-hmm. um, you know, Udo, I think has 10 almost. That doesn't he, look he, out it's, well, it's a problem. Yeah, Judd, that's a problem. I mean, but uh, is Davis not even on the radar? I mean, I don't understand what never acted. Let's just, yeah. So uh, he's not I guess they're going to write this out. No, it could be clearly if, if they haven't made a switch by now, they're not going to, yep. which I don't, I don't know what he's not doing in practice to show me because uh, Udo has just struggled big time with the penalties and um, just that experiment did not work as you predicted <laughs> back because before the season. I mean, you called it. I yeah. don't blame him. They, they moved the poor guy from tackle to guard right before our camp and said, work on it. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. NFL. I, like, yeah. like what was their thinking of uh, they, they, you know, I will always say this and we certainly don't know the inside story. But they clearly thought when they took him in the third round, Wyatt Davis was going to start. And yes. I don't know yeah. if they thought he was just completely unprepared, uh, too fat. Whatever they thought, they buried him and took a guy, you know, who had never played. I don't think I don't think the poor guy had played guard in his life or his career and said, yeah. go from tackle to guard and make it work. And that's on the Vikings. Like that yeah. is not Ole. <laughs> that is not Kirk. That is on the people, the coaching staff and Rick Spielman. Yeah, I mean, it's um, – I when they when they drafted Davis, there's no way they thought, okay, Udo's going to be our guy and this guy's and Davis is going to be inactive all year. He's not going to play. I mean, I thought he had a better chance of starting ahead of uh, Derisaw, you know, just because of uh, – you feel a guard, you can plug him in there. And, and the need was, you know – The need was uh, huge. Was huge, but I, it'd be interesting to – get some true serum coming out of there to figure out like what in the world is he not showing you or what is he not doing that, that he's not even on the radar. Um, so yeah, I mean, but the, yeah, the holding thing to me, those things just typically even out and, and you're right. Nobody wants to see, cause it already feels like games are over officiated and Oh God. With, with reviews and flags, Absolutely. it's just like, Every time there's a big play, you just you, you sit there and wait. Okay, well, now it's coming back. It's just it's got to where it's just over officiated. I feel like. Yeah. No. It definitely is. It it goes back to so I think in the pandemic year 2020, it it felt like they didn't throw as many flags, but in 2019, we're right back to oh big play yeah. that was fun to walk. <clears throat> oh, there's a flag. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's just not fun. And and look, if there's an egregious call to be made, make that call. But like you could call holding, you know, the, the cliche every single play. And if they yeah. do, and, and I know Mike wants that for his team, but then if his defense gets called, he's mad. And so, yeah. Well, the, the only ones, the only, the only play from there that, yeah, the, the, the feeling catch, I don't understand why that wasn't a catch. I mean, I mean, they looked at a review replay. I mean, it just looked like a catch, right? I mean, I don't understand why they didn't. You know, I think it's a catch. I think it's a catch if they call it a catch on the field, and if they yeah. don't, it's not. That that's that murky, oh, what overwhelming evidence of the play. Being, Correct. Yeah, being, being called wrong. Yes, and then I thought uh, the was this the third down throw on the last drive that that looked like pass interference. Okay, but you know who's to say they're going to go on a win there? You know if they get that, but I just you know the. Constant complaining about officiating, I just, you know, I drive agree. me crazy. Uh, to go back to Kirk, the interesting thing about Kirk, too, was was the, the fact that the uh, PFF stats um, showed that 
I think for the first time where he didn't play well, the pressure was not that great. So he he had so yeah. this is not a well your line stinks son and uh, you know take a powder that's fine take a pass here he had time and he still struggled which I think goes back to your point which is yeah. the pick threw him off yeah I mean it was just kind of a clunker I mean I, I guess you it happens you know um, and I think the I think that interception had a big part of it and maybe it got in his head a little bit like because he had been so good and to throw that. Like we haven't seen that kind of interception. We saw that in that was the early last, yeah, early last Falcons year we saw that. that pick. Yeah. yeah, we haven't seen that for a long stretch, and so maybe it kind of got in his head a little bit, and it just it just wasn't a good game by him. And um, and then when you really have no running game whatsoever right now, you know, I mean Dalvin being hurt, and you know, we've 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 you know campaigned for them to throw the ball more and they need to and. and just uh, Jefferson didn't get many targets in the second half there. Nope. Um, Thielen, but they, they still need to be able to run the ball. And this Dalvin, I, Judd, I was at Carolina and that was before the bye. Mm-hmm. And da- Dalvin looked beat up. When he came in the press room, he looked tired. Yes. He looked tired. Like he even said, he's like, you know, this, this, uh, yep. bye is coming at a good time. I just think he's, his body's beat up, man. I've said this since, since he, he hurt his ankle, I believe in week two against the Cardinals, yeah. he's not been the same. Now, he's had some really good carries and some good stats, but watch yeah. him cut, attempt to cut now. And and I think that why he is being uh, thrown for uh, n- no gains or losses now is yeah. predicated on that problem because he's never had th- that Peterson problem before. But, like, he's not – he waits for his blocks. He's, he's a pretty smart back. He's patient. Yeah, he's, he's very patient. patient. Yeah. And I think if you're patient, you're ordinarily go- going to, you know, get, in his case, at least a yard, two yards, three yards. Uh, I really think that since he got hurt the first time, that it's impacted him. And, and yeah. I don't think he has consistently looked the same. And there are definitely times where, where he tries to put that foot in the ground where I don't think it does what he wants it to do. So yeah. I'm with you completely. Uh, that doesn't mean he's a disaster he's not no 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 but it does but it does mean that he's not the pro bowl dominant type of guy who who we have seen at times uh for long stretches no no you just don't see that explosive burst as much as we're used to seeing and it's probably just because it's you know whatever i think it's probably multiple body body parts that are hurting right now um and so he just hasn't been you're right you don't see him like plant and go and burst through that line like we're, we're used to seeing. And so, I mean, it's, it feels like this would be a conversation every year, though, right? I mean, because. Chip, this is the problem with, I, this is why I said, and, and we and we went back and forth. This is I know we the, debated this. This yeah. is the debate about paying that position. It's not the player. Dalvin Cook's a marvelous player. It's not the player. Um, in this case, it is literally the position. Yeah, and I've, I've kind of been on the other side. Yeah. Uh, because I, I just, I probably fall in the trap of looking at what he brings when he's healthy and not, 100%. And, and not looking, <laughs> not putting enough credence and stock on the other side when he's not healthy. And that, you know, and that's always going to happen because um, of the way they use him and how many touches Zimmer wants to, him to get. And so, um, so what, I, I haven't seen the latest where he, I don't think they'd come out and said they had IR'd him, right? So, no. And, but, and Zim said week to week, it ain't week to week. 
Um, no. I think I. Think, Why don't they IR if they think? I mean, unless they, they really think they think it's two games. But I don't. You know what? I don't rush him back. They're they're not good enough to rush him back, and and he's not no. like until I'm sure he's fine. I don't want him back. Like like yeah yeah because you're a great idea that. yeah because you're going to create more problems. Yeah, I mean, you got Detroit, and then I haven't looked at the schedule after that. But Pittsburgh you know. on Thursday, he ain't playing in that game. Chicago, no, not a short week. Chicago, the Monday after in Chicago. That's the one they want him on, which is they want him on. But I'm not going to rush him. No way. No, no. I mean, you, not with with the you know, regardless of contract, he's, he's a guy that is don't rush a guy back. It's going to possibly do it worse, but especially when you have that kind of money tied up in a guy. Um, but I'm sure Dalvin will fight hard to to get back. I'm sure he's pushing to not go in the IR. You know. Well, yeah, but it's not like they're going to win 13 games, right? And and, and yeah. it's not like oh man, we you know drive for home field or something like that so they're, just, they're, they're in, they got to win as many games they can now to get in the playoffs Jay. i know but it's the I mean, seven it's a seven c i don't know I, I i get it i get the argument yeah. i just don't want to if, if he is going to play here which i i assume he, he will uh beyond 2021 i just don't want to make it worse and worse and worse and look i mean chip that position christian mccaffrey mm-hmm. henry Saquon Barkley looks nothing like the guy that we saw. I mean, that position is literally the position at which this sport eats you up and or chew, chews you up and spits you out. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's across the board. Like, like, tell me the back now who who you're like. Okay, that's the formula <laughs> for that guy never to really get get hurt and to be fresh. It's yeah. just I don't think it happens. Well, just you know, by definition of the position. I mean, you're just going to take punishment, and it's the cliche: you only have so many carries in you. I mean, it's right. true. You know, I mean, it's true, and it's different for every guy. But, um, you know, he just it, like I said when I saw him after that Carolina game, and he just looked pretty tired. You know. Yep. This does uh, lead to one thing. As sad as it makes me now to see Peterson. Bounce from the yeah. Titans to the Seahawks to to this team to that. His career here was remarkable. Like mm-hmm. go back and think about like how Cook looks now. And Cook, I mean Cook's what fifth year in, correct? Yep. Sixth year in. Think fifth. about Peterson. Fourth, like, fifth, yeah. but I mean, think about Peterson's longevity, injury, and then ability to come back. Like that was a remarkable. Yeah no pun intended, run uh, at a position where we now see guys ba- basically get four years in and you're like, I think he might be done. It really Yeah, is. well, <clears throat> I mean, we saw Peterson walk through the locker room hundreds of times, you know, over the years, and, and you saw a guy who was a freak of nature. Yeah, you know, was. Physically, I mean, you just looked at him. I mean, we all joked about the handshake, but he was just he felt like a, you know, uh, like granite, you know, he was strong and fast. And I mean, think about all the touches he had in his MVP year. Yeah. You know, it and, and just true, never, but I mean, he's still, yeah, he's worn out. Yeah. But Adrian's just so big. He delivered as much. Remember, that was always the talk back then. He's yeah. like, Adrian, you got to go out of bounds. You got to preserve your hits because you can't. But he always wanted to truck people, you know, he wanted to just run. And we over. all said you're crazy. And we said you're crazy, but that's just how he was wired. And um, I don't know he, later in his career if he, he, 
probably did more like, okay, I'll go out of bounds here versus try to run somebody over. But um, for, for most of his career here, he was looking to dole out punishment as much as he was taking it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, let's touch, uh, talk about Sunday's game against Detroit. But before we do that, Chip Scoggins, let's talk about your favorite beer and mine, our friends from Surly Brewing and in particular, the Surly Furious Chip. I'm going to, I'm going to bet for the weekend coming up that you have made your run already to the local liquor store and picked up a, a few cans. Is that correct? I ran out last night, Judd. I'm going right after Purple Access today. As soon as we get off here, I'm making the run. Love to hear that because when you're out, you got to restock. Oh, yeah. Surly Furious, baby. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. Phil is very concerned. Phil is predicting that there is a good chance, or I think he flat out predicted, that the Vikings lose to Detroit on Sunday. Declan is calling for a blowout. I'm not there. I, I don't know what's going to be. Um, a huge win, but I am damn confident that the Vikings, especially this team coming off a loss, is not going to lose at Ford Field on Sunday. What say you? No, I think it, yeah, I think it's a, a, at least 10 point win. <clears throat> I think getting uh, Pearson Tomlinson, you know, I think uh, Pearson Tomlinson back inside, uh, sounds like they're both going to be back, right? Uh, one from injury, one from COVID. Yeah. That'll help the defense, obviously. Um, I just, you know, I just don't see them stopping Jefferson and Thielen. I think those both those guys are going to have a big game. Uh, it's the Lions. It's the ultimate get-well game. So I, I think it'll be uh, a 10-point win. That's what that's what Dex said. Yeah, 10 points. I, I, same thing. It, you should absolutely just, put, put the throttle down on these guys. I'm just not – I don't know why, but I, but I think it's the fact that they lost uh, to, to uh, on – Sunday. This game just doesn't concern me that much. Like yeah. I this is the type of game that the Vikings bounce back in. Now, if they had beaten San Fran, I might be a little bit more concerned because I'd be like, okay, this is a little bit of a trap here. But they're not going to be trapped. And I, I actually think that they win on Sunday. I think they come back at home and beat Pittsburgh on Thursday. Because those mm-hmm. to me are the type of games where where the Vikings and like Kirk and Zim and the whole crew are like, let's prove people wrong. Let's show oh, yeah. Them. I'm when you start, when you start doubting them, that's when they they go the other way. Right, yeah, in exactly Pittsburgh right. with Big Ben, I mean he's cooked. They they looked awful. He should really stop uh, right now. Them. Yeah, so yeah, I I think they I think they, um, I think they bounce back, play pretty well, get a, get a big game from Jefferson probably, and uh, I think they win handily. Yeah, I think that um, I, I believe I predicted this week, Chipper. I they've got six games left. I think mm-hmm. they win four. I think I, I think they win four. I think they win nine games and, and then might need tiebreaker help, which they might not get to get that last seed. But I could very much see them sneaking in to the playoffs. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I think. Yeah, I said nine wins, too. I think that's where they would get. Um, that, the way the NFC looks, that probably should get you in, right? I would think. Yeah, Washington I mean, could play some havoc with you, though. Yeah, if they, if they can win the tiebreaker, if they win nine games, so like that might be a problem. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going to, to be shocked. I also, though, to make this clear, I getting into the playoffs with that seed no. does not change my mind about making changes. No, me. So like, yeah, I don't care it's... about the playoffs unless you make a great run. To me, this thing needs to be changed. Yeah, I mean it's. Just getting in, I mean, it, 
ultimately, when you've had a regime that's been there this long, the ownership has to step back and say, where is this going? Yeah. Like, what is this leading to? I mean, because it's not like it's the first or second or third year where you're like, okay, this is a stepping stone to something else. I mean, right. you've been here long enough. You have to say, okay, where, what's this building to? And that's the question you have to ask yourself. And I think the good thing and the bad thing about the Wilfs is this. They are fans. That's a bad thing because they're fans at times, but they're fans of football. And the good thing is, is no matter what the Vikings do now, I think the Wilfs can see that they're, that they're built wrong. And by that, I don't mean the personnel. I actually like uh, components of that chip. But what I mean is, like, Mike is always, and this is not Mike's fault. He was hired to be a defensive guy, right? Mm -hmm. And you just look at where this league is gone now. And, you know, Mike, Mike got the job in 2014, long time ago now. And you look at where this league is gone and how it's transcended and what the Vikings have offensively which is some really nice pieces and i don't think it's a stretch to say it's very easy to see as a football fan that there would be a lot of possibility here if you got the right people coaching these players and that's why it felt like before san fran but the previous two games it felt like a calculated uh about face in terms of how that offense should function and what what it should look like and i don't know if that was and, and Zimmer saying, take chances, take risks, you know, throw it down the field. If, you throw it, if that was, if he was intending that for the owner suite, <laughs> hey, look at me, we can be offensive minded too. Yeah, I you think know it was. Yes. That, that's put perfectly. Uh, last thing. I got a theory here. A Zolgadian theory that I want to. I love your theories. You I love your theories. Because you're good at flushing deep, these out. So there were two instances on Sunday. One one was talked about a ton. One was not. But there were two instances with Kirk. Um, the, the first and, and most uh, and most talked about is lined up under guard. Oh my God, that looks you know that looks crazy. Yeah. That looks stupid. Okay, I get that. Uh, the second one was the end of the first half drive where Kirk got mad and almost looked like he chucked the ball out of bounds on purpose because the yeah. ball came late. Chip, I think my theory is this. It lends credence to to the fact that there are far more chefs in the play calling kitchen, because Kirk in both cases, the first he, the first he was straight up pissed off, um, yeah. the second he was flustered, like he's trying to move guys around and call and and, and it's clear he's getting uh, the call in and then it it shuts off. Yeah. I think that those are signs of of we've got at least two, if not more people, probably two weighing in on play calls your thoughts yeah i don't you mean in his headset he's hearing two guys no 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 i mean i mean it's coming in slow because there's two people trying to decide what they're going to call in it could be i think we i think uh it's clear we're hearing janoko's name more mentioned right i mean and uh i think cousins mentioned him by name when he's asked about that at the end of the first half, right? Because he went at he uh, Genova on the sideline. He did. Um, so it, it 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 he's at least having more input in between series. Now, is, is there two voices in the you know on the headset? No, to, no, I'm not saying that. Not that. Yeah, but but you're saying like those guys collaborate and talk I'm saying and trying to figure out they're collaborating and and it's slowing the play call down, which they don't at times have time for. At times you do. Well, at times you don't. Yeah, I mean, 
the way he threw that last pass at the first half was, like was almost like a it was like a kid throwing a temper tantrum and just throw and throwing a toy or something um, because that was like what in the world was that like you, it had made no sense but it was like his frustration that was the other thing about uh, Sunday is like not only did he play well his frustration flowed and we've seen it before so it wasn't the first time but um he did, he did not hide it that he was right. upset with the coaches um on several occasions so maybe he does have too many voices in his head right now well and, and those two plays had to come in quickly and and the thing with Kirk is Kirk is never going to say screw it I'll do it yeah like he's always well, going he's to a, wait yeah. for the instruction yeah. Um, but I just go back back to to when he accidentally got below guard. You know, he was trying to move receivers. Jefferson, and yeah, and the clock right? came down. And then the problem is this too, and, and this is just Kirk and, and how he is mentally wired. The problem is if if Kirk then calls the timeout, comes back on fourth down, and hits JJ on on a strike, which he could have done. We all yeah. laugh about that. Oh, he lined up under guard. That was funny. Yeah. But then but then he threw an important touchdown. Um, yeah. But he got flustered. And, yeah. and go back and watch the fourth down pass. There's pressure coming, but it's not there yet. And he yeah. airmails that ball. And so I just think that what you're saying is is correct. I think he got frustrated and, and he was mad. And yeah. it, it forces mistakes. And I think it's because in in moments of crisis, there's not one person to say, here's what we're doing, you know, bang, yeah. and then you do it. Just yeah, to get him out of his get him out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> There's anybody to get him out of his head because he was I just right. felt like he was in his head the whole game. He I was agree. in his head. Once, he was frustrated. Once you do the pick, you're a thousand percent right. There's no question yeah. about it. And then and then things snowball with the uh play calls and you just got yep. you just got frustrated. And don't forget too, the pit the pick came on his first pass of the second half after second half. he got yeah. mad at the end. So like I I just yeah. didn't think about that till now. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's that a good point. Played a role in him being again pissed off, and he's not thinking clearly. He's thinking about something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Kurt. That's a good so, point. Yeah. All right, sir. We we will uh, talk next Thursday about what we all perceive on this show, at least. Forget Phil Mackey. Will be a victory <laughs> against the Lions. Um. Again, drink your syrup. Game day. Drink game day next Thursday. Exactly. Oh, that's right. Thursday is. Drink your surly. Enjoy your week. Chip says bye. I say bye. Declan says something. Something. (laughs) Beat the Lions, damn it. Just beat the Lions. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Beat the damn Lions. God's sake. Doggone it, Declan's right. God.